today uh, February the 13th 2017 I've been going into this encounter where I I remembered that I left the spirit of knowledge waiting on me that she'd asked me Well, her actual words were, I have dwelt amongst you before, but I was rejected. Will you also reject me? And I spoke from a place of wisdom, seated in wisdom. And what I spoke was silent, because I knew that to answer too quickly would be unwise and so it's been weeks maybe even a month since I re-engaged the spirit of knowledge and I finally have come to a place where I recognize I will not reject her I will not reject experiential knowledge of our God. And so almost immediately after, just speaking that to her, I began to enter, I began to enter into this place again, thinking about the Trinity of self. And as I was contemplating the trinity of self, spirit, soul, body, I suddenly saw an egg, a large egg, which is basically the object that I've used in the past to teach on the trinity of God uh, to youth, where you have three parts. You have the shell, you have the yolk, and you have the white. And each back then, I would share, uh, was a good symbolic expression of the Trinity of God. We have three in one. And as I was laying here, just contemplating that notion, I recognized that that isn't nearly sufficient an expression, not nearly a good enough expression. visual example because although you have three in one when you have an uh, an egg in its shell it's the fluidity of Father, Son, Holy Spirit that is very difficult to capture and the hard shell of an egg really is very it will coming from an evangelical background I mean yeah it's perfect box if you will to keep God in encapsulated in something but what was significant was the understanding that you have a Godhead so if I was still to use the egg as an example I'd put the shell as being the Godhead everything that we refer to as God. When I speak about Father, Son, Holy Spirit, 
they're fluid. They're totally fluid. They flow one into the other through each other in complete transparency. So now what I would need inside this eggshell are three near liquid parts to have a better representation of God. So as I was seeing that and just kind of chewing on that a little bit, I had this one ostrich-sized egg in my mind on the left-hand side, and then that kind of represented God. But again, somehow there was three parts inside the shell. And then I saw a carton of eggs, of 18 eggs. I don't know why 18, but maybe that's because that's how many eggs we buy at one time. And uh, I saw that each person, I was thinking about John 17, and each person is represented as a single egg, three parts in one. Spirit, soul, and body. Again, the egg is not the perfect uh, physical description or even idea because it only has two parts on the inside, one part on the outside. So I would say if, the, if it were possible to have three parts on the inside and then still have the shell, I'd make the shell, I'd title the shell Our Being. And then within our being, that, that one title that sort of represents our spirit, soul, and body, that would be the shell. And then within that, then there'd be the three parts of us, spirit, soul, and body, in sort of a liquid state, you know, just flowing one straight into the other, almost no separation, and yet very distinct, three very distinct parts that just flow so perfectly into each other. And each egg represented a person. And I was like, right, right, right. So when Jesus is praying that we be one as they are one, I'm seeing these 18 individual eggs that get cracked open and, and placed into a glass bowl, a clear glass bowl. So we are whole as individual because we're flowing Absolute fluidity, spirit, soul, body, spirit, soul, body, spirit, soul, body, one into the other, one into the other, and I can sort of see even in my mind's eye right now, there's this rhythmic dance between our spirit, our soul, and our body, just flowing so perfectly, one into the other, absolute transparency, absolute trust, absolute love for itself, the being. And then into the glass bowl, we add more eggs, more beings that are whole and complete unto themselves. And yet, when added into the mix, inside the transparent bowl with the other eggs, if you will, the other beings, there's still that fluidity. The fluidity that just flows back and forth, back and forth, and so... We are one in ourselves, and we are one collectively when we're placed into this bowl. 
And I believe that that's kind of how things are meant to be, is that Jesus is praying that we as individuals will first be one. Like He, Father, and Spirit are one. That our spirit, our soul, and our body would become one. That there wouldn't be a vie for power inside of ourselves. There wouldn't be a war inside ourselves. There would just be peace. There would be joy. There would be love, understanding, respect, honor. That each one would elevate the next. And I believe from that place of perfect union, we can then love our neighbor as ourselves. We can love them completely in their wholeness. We would love them in their, in their spirit, in their soul, in their body, and would see oneness and unity within them. Of course, we don't want to negate the oneness that we have in Christ, the oneness that we have in the Father, and the oneness that we have with Holy Spirit. That we are one, that we are one complete being. It's not enough for me to understand being seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus right now. I want to recognize just the peace that is in Christ, in the anointed. Wherever he is, there I am also. Because I am in him, I flow in him, I'm in his heart, I'm in his mind, I'm in his I'm in his eyes, I'm in his tears, I'm in his I'm in his everything. And he's in my heart and he's in my mind and I pray that he's in my tears and in my everything so I just want to release that short meditation today that you become aware of your spirit of your soul and of your body that you would begin to see each piece of yourself as distinct as having a purpose as having a specific role to play but also that each is submitted to the next see in the scriptures we see the father elevating the son we see the son bringing glory to the father and in all of that being, we see the Spirit manifesting and bringing the love and the compassion, the heart of God, this fluidity. It's just the fluidity that is the covering and the internal expression of God. And for yourselves, for myself, we just enter into that place of peace, we enter into that place of rest. We enter into that place of doing 
through our being. Where we just allow our spirit to expand and to wrap around each other and love on each other and take each other in. I cannot say that I have attained this place of perfection, of this transcendent state. I cannot say definitively that I love my neighbor as myself because I'm still on the same journey that you're on. This journey of oneness. This journey of integrating my spirit, my soul, my body into each other, though they are distinct. I recognize in Scripture that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit each have a voice. Each. They each speak to each other. They speak of each other. Each are named. Each of them speaks to us as individuals and to us corporately. And so I guess part of my prayer is that we would begin to recognize the voice of our spirit that's intertwined with Holy Spirit that has always been and always will be because it's always been part of the Father's heart Father's Father's mind He knew us before we were formed Our soul really came to life as we accepted Christ as we received him into ourselves just became alive with purpose and our soul has a voice our body our bodies have a voice our bodies let us know when we're tired our bodies let us know when we're in pain. Our bodies let us know when we have (laughs) a level of excitement that needs to be burnt off. Our bodies are consistently trying to communicate to us. We need to hear the voice of our body. We need to hear the voice of our soul. We need to hear the voice of our spirit. And let them come into union with each other. We allow them to repent one to the other for neglect. We repent one to the other for mistreatment. How we mistreat ourselves. And we repent for not being in full agreement with each other and not coming into full alignment with one another. And then from that place we want to enter in to the mystical union with Christ. That we dance with him on this beautiful, beautiful bridal floor. This wedding feast. Where the groom and the bride flow 
cover the dance floor. This beautiful fluidity, rhythmically moving like ribbons in the sky. Just this perfect rhythm. This fluid motion. And as it stirs back and forth and over and under, the fluidity becomes one. It's a place of tranquil peace, exuberant joy, devastatingly excellent love. So Father, right now, I pray for grace. I pray for grace over the understanding of the hearers. I pray for a spirit of revelation to just touch their ears, to touch their eyes, to touch their lips. I pray for wholeness, oneness. I pray that each person listening will be moved by the Spirit of God and become innately aware of the three parts of themselves, the Trinity of Self. <laughs>